no worries. I'm pretty candid. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. I'm glad you're doing yeah. this. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Well, I wanted to uh, I want to talk to you about horses. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, how long how long have you been riding? Uh, so both my parents are horse trainers, so I've been riding since before I could walk. <laughs> oh wow! Yep. <laughs> Do they train now still or no? Um, no, not so much. Um, they both got real people jobs now. Um, but growing up, my dad did some cow horses and some western stuff, and then my mom did hunters. Oh well, that's cool. Yeah, it was very diverse growing up for sure. That helped you out as far as your career. Do you agree yes. with that? Yes, yes, for sure. It's definitely allowed me to get along with a lot of different types of horses and have a lot of venues. So it's been it's been a blessing. You could probably say, I mean, I don't know about you, but to me, I, I could see a huge difference between oh. showing back in the 90s, 2000s to now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the horse quality now has gotten just, it's blown up. I mean, the horses are so good. They have to be such athletes and, you know, they have to be the whole package. They have to be athletic. They have to be good brains. They have to be sound. They have to be pretty. You know, it, it takes a lot nowadays. It is a lot. It takes a lot. The whole industry has, I think. I mean, just from. Oh, yeah. Like, just cow, for example, cow horses. I mean, your dad could probably say this. It's, it's grown massively. Yes. Yes. And, and even the ranch riding, you know, it kind of started off as a, as a discipline where you're, you know, you burn up rainers, your rainers that weren't too good, your cow horses that weren't great, you know, it's kind of a catch-all, but now, now they have to be specifically trained and starting to be specifically bred just for the ranch riding. I'm glad you said that because, you know, a lot of people talk, well, you can't ride papers and blah, blah, blah. I mean, with all due respect though, some of these horses are, I mean, that is what you're riding. That is what you're buying. You're buying the papers. Right, yeah, people are putting a lot of money into yearlings. I mean, even today, a yearling sale went off on online and online sale, and, and you know, that's what you're buying. Yeah, yeah, you can look at them, but really you're buying what the full sibling did or, or you know, and that doesn't always mean anything, but it, it definitely helps, you know, it, it gives you confidence buying something. Yeah, for sure. Do you have a specific um, bloodline that you like that you've worked with or that you just are kind of cool to? Um, I, I, you know, I, you know. On that note, it's tough. I'll ride anything as long as it works for me. You know, I don't. I'm not snobby about how they're bred. Um, I personally, I get along with the Wimpies really good. I get along with uh, the Juice is really good. I've here lately gotten along with the Colonel Shannon guns really well. But you know, that being said, we also have horses that are bred to be cow horses. We have horses that are bred to be pleasure horses. You know, so I, you know, when it comes down to it, if they do the job and they do it well. It really doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I can definitely, I can agree with that and see that, you know, because, well, yeah, I, I mean, I as I'm going see. out and making, you know, if, if I'm making a purchase and I know I get along with horses bred like that, well, then, you know, that's bonus points. You know, I might look for something bred like something I've got along with in the past. Right, right. Don't, don't reinvent the wheel, as they say. If it ain't right, broken, yeah. fix it. Exactly. <laughs> now, you travel... You guys travel quite a lot, though, to show, don't you? Yes. Yeah, we, we are gone a lot. Um, we go all over. We just got back from Tulsa and Michigan, and then we go to Columbus um, 
Monday. So we're we're all over. <laughs> it's everywhere. I mean, good Lord, it's everywhere. I know people are always in Ohio and Texas and Oklahoma now. So that's a good yep. that's a good drive for y'all. Yes, yes, it is. Yep, but hopefully we just go and make it count. <laughs> yeah. Have right, you got any tips for when you're on the road like that? No, good snacks. If you're driving, you've got to have good snacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't exactly whip that into the drive-thru. Yeah, no, good snacks and good tunes, and, and that makes the drive go a lot, of bit, a lot better. <laughs> now, you guys have also got your own stud, though. We, I mean, I, I know I did some stuff for him, so you guys have got your own boy that you're, are you um, putting him out there? Is he going to be, uh, his book's opening up? Yep, yep. So, um, Stephen Stevens and Janae Pugliani just recently purchased him. Um, so he will stand at Dry River, um, for the 2024 season. Um, so he will be, he'll be putting his books up and hopefully putting some babies on the ground and that'll be the next generation. That's exciting. Yeah, yep. We're really excited about it. And did you guys, have you had him since he was born or did you just buy him or? No, we bought him, um, last November actually. Oh, cool. Uh, yep, a, a trainer friend of ours had him in training and sent us a picture of him and some videos. And said, hey, I think this thing would fit you. And, and she was definitely right about that. Yeah, I've seen some stuff you posted of him. You guys click. He looks good. Yeah, he's, he's a good boy. He's special. Um, is there anything that happens in the industry that you think that you would like to see change from what, from how it is now? Are there any things that you see that, that people do or shows do or events that happen that you would like to see change? Um, hmm. You know, there's always always stuff that, that can be improved upon. Um, yeah. You know, in any place you go, any horse show you go, any schedule you come across, you know, there, there's always things that can be improved upon. You know, I think scheduling is important to keep in mind. You know, you have to appeal to people with day jobs. Um, and, and people, you know, you know, for the client wise, but also trainer wise, you know, we can't be gone for three weeks at a time, um, just to show a set of horses. You know, we have horses at home, employees at home, customers at home. So I think, you know, scheduling it's, and I'm sure it's a task that is impossible to conquer. You know, there's never a schedule that's going to be to everybody, but, but I, I do think shows need to keep that in mind, um. You know, people can't be away from work forever. I can't be away from the barn forever. And also, you know, placement of classes is hard. You know, I I don't bring a ton of help to horse shows. Um, help is, is, you know, employees are not one of my stronger suits. Um, so it's just Brad and I. So, you know, when we're trying to run horses back and forth to the arena, because, you know, we just show our junior horses, got to show our senior horses, you know, then that's, that's just another scheduling thing. Um, that, that it's a lot. To, yeah, it is. It is a lot, you know, and. I think it could be hard to get around, but we make it work. You know, and like I said, I'm sure making a schedule, I, I couldn't do it, and I don't envy the people that have to. But but we have run into that a little bit this year, that it's hard being gone so much. And there's just so many horse shows right now, which is a great thing. I mean, there's so many opportunities to go show, but it's hard to hit them all. It is, it is hard to do that because, you know, the more – like the more hype the industry's gotten, like you just said, there's a lot more shows to go to. And that's hard because, you know, you've got some people that are scheduling on top of this and on top of that and da 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 trying to get a piece of the pie. That makes it even harder. It actually kind of yeah. weeds out the crowd. It's counterproductive, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, people can't go everywhere. Right. 
but, but you're right. Like, it's hard to get away. Yeah, and, and the World Show schedule this year, is it's hard, and it, there's been a lot of, I've seen a lot of backlash on on how lengthy it is. You know, for, for some people, they have to be there. One horse shows one day, and then they show nine days later. Well, how do you expect wow. to to pay that hotel bill to take off work that long to pay all those day fees? You know, and, and even for us to be away from the horses at home, you know, the world shows that that's a big time of year. The two year olds are coming in and, and, you know, we, we have to be home and then we go to Tampa over Christmas for the Florida, um, Golden Gulf Coast. So, you know, it's, it's hard to be gone that long. Yeah. Yeah. That's really hard. I mean, cause like you just said, there's got to be day jobs to be able to pay for this and not just that, right. but like trainers lives. You know, you guys are gone. I had one customer, yeah. she's not even a trainer, but they said we're literally gone for two months going to shows and vendor and up. I mean, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it takes a toll on the next generation, you know, the next year's show horses because the two-year-olds are at home, the you know, the yearlings are at home, whatever it may be, and you're, unless you're taking them with you or have really good help at home, they're not getting everything that they, that they can. Right. Well, and it's hard to find help. I mean, well, it's hard to oh, find help, yeah. period, no matter what you do. But Yes, no, it, it's hard to find help in, in any career, but especially in, in the horse world. You know, even even just stall cleaners, it's hard to find somebody that, you know, and it's hard to take pride in cleaning stalls, but it's just, you know, somebody that cares about taking care of the horses and notices things, and that's hard to find. We're very, very lucky with our lady. She's been with me seven years now, and, and she treats oh, wow. them like, you know, like her own, and I appreciate that. but. I dread the day she she wants to retire, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I once you get used that. to something. Yeah, and, and even assistant trainers, you know, it, it used to be you were just happy to have enough grocery money to to eat, you know, and other than that, you were just happy being somewhere and learning and getting the opportunity and going up and down the road. Well, now they want paid, you know, more than the trainers make sometimes. That's crazy to me because I, I, sometimes I get on Facebook and I'll see people left and right looking for, like what you said, stall cleaners and stuff like that. Now, when, when I was showing, you can probably say this too, we cleaned our own stalls. Not that y'all can do that now as a business with clients and stuff, but, you know, it amazes me that nobody wants to just do a good job just to do a good job, whether it's cleaning yeah, or, or, or start, you know, start from the bottom. You might have to start cleaning stalls. Right. They, maybe, you know, you you put in good effort at that and take pride in what you're doing and you're good at your job. Well, then all of a sudden maybe you're braiding maize and saddling. And then maybe you're riding. And then, you know, but you have to be willing to start from the bottom. You can't walk in and be like, you know, well, I, I went to school for this. I can, yeah, I, I need a show horse. And that's not how this goes. And, and you know, it just seems yeah, like right. a lot of people are, are entitled. Yeah, uh, no, 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 you, you hit the nail on the head. You're absolutely right. It's like they just want to walk into it and just expect to be at this level. And it's like, no, <laughs> that ain't how yeah, it works. I mean, my, my first real assistant job, I got paid $200 a week, you know, and, and I thought I was living large. That's all I needed. You know, all I had to do was eat, you know, eat dinner. And I thought that was great. Well, now, you know, salt cleaners are making two, three times that a week. I saw that. Somebody got, somebody was paying somebody like 10 bucks a stall, and I'm like, holy crap, you could make yeah. a killing at a horse show. Yeah, oh yeah. And you know, at horse shows, we pay 20 bucks a stall, and, and that's normal. Now it saves us a ton of time, and there's no way around it. But, you know, it's, right. If I got paid $20 a stall, I, I would do that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I, I seriously contemplated answering one. I was like, I could take yeah. a weekend off and just do that. That's not a problem yeah. at all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so I think I think that's another thing that that's tough in the industry right now is is I feel like you know, even when I was an assistant ten years ago, it people were willing to work for it and willing to start at the bottom and and weren't I mean such pansies about things and and there there wasn't any entitlement and now it's just they just expect to walk in and have a full plate of show horses. It is like that. It is, I, I can feel that, and I don't even show. I just I just work in the industry. I don't even show or go to any of the shows, and I completely agree with you. And I think it's because they want that quick. I think Yellowstone has hyped it up a lot. And yeah. And just want that quick, you know, end result. Well, yeah, and, and being an assistant is hard. I mean, there, there's nothing easy about it, but it, it also, it, it's the best hands-on experience that could set you up if you want to do this or not. Or you're going to learn that you don't want to do it, which right. is okay too, you know. But but when they're making way more an hour than I'm making, you know that that math doesn't work. Yeah, that's not mathing. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> the head trainers would be uh, making more, just like you know exactly what you just said. This is the industry where you have to work your way up, just like anything else. I mean, and really, no, you know, nobody does this for money, or or we wouldn't be doing it at all. But um, you know it has to has to be feasible to keep doing too. <laughs> exactly. No, you're right. You're exactly right. That has been a good aspect of the hype from the industry. You know, so many people are coming into it, so it's a good opportunity to have all of these new people come into it. And, oh, absolutely. Know. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys are heading to Congress next, right? Yes. Yep. We set up. Uh, we leave to set up Sunday, and then horses move in Monday. Oh wow! And y'all are going to be there how long? Uh, a week. That that's not too too bad. So yeah, no, that's. Not I think bad. we're taking taking twelve, thirteen, something like that, and and that'll oh, be. Oh wow. That'll be nice. Yep. And then after that, we're home to the World Show, and um, then we're home to Tampa. So. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah, and we're actually home for a couple weeks. Oh, that's <laughs> what I was going to ask you. What is your um? What's your favorite discipline to ride if you could, you know, choose anything? Just, you know, take away the fact that it's your business. If you could do any of them, which one would you do? Right. You know, honestly, it. I used to be able to say hands down rainers, and, but now I think I, I am uh, fully committed to the ranch riding. We still have rainers, and I still enjoy enjoy the good ones and, and you know, have value for them in our program, but. But as far as the ranch riding, I think the horses enjoy it better. They last longer. They're healthier. They're happier. Um, I would say if I had to pick something, that would probably be it. I, I think a lot of people are going towards the ranch because the horse is doing what it was made to do, I guess. is maybe Right. right oh, yeah. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. I love the rainers, but, but the horses are, they, their show careers are a lot longer in the ranch riding. You know, the patterns are so different. They're diverse. They're not going in there and running the same, you know, a different version of the same maneuvers over and over and over again. Um, you know, so so they don't get anticipating. They're happier. It's not as hard on them. Um, and and the client gets to go to the horse show and you know the reining. You go to the horse show. Say you're showing in the non-pro. You show two slates over the course of the weekend. You get two classes. You get six minutes in the arena, and then you get to go home. You know, the ranch riding's not like that. You can go show ten times a day if you want every day at a week-long horse show 
and the clients can enjoy their horse, enjoy the time in the pen, work out some stuff. Oh, that pattern didn't work. That's okay. You get to go right back in again here in the next class. Um, and they get to spend more time on their horse. They get to do more of the warming up, the more of the preparing, the more of the showing. And, and I think clients are starting to see that in the ranch riding and see value to that. You think that'll flow on into the um, rain cow horse as well? Yeah, yeah, I do. And like same thing there, you know, you get to go in the pen, you know, two, three times. There's there's a diverse amount of classes. You're not just going in there and running a rating pattern. You get to do the rating. You get to go down the fence. You get to box. A lot of those class uh, horse shows are starting to have the ranch riding there. So you get an opportunity to go show a lot, you know, where the rating, if you, you know, want your horse to last a while, you're not showing them a ton. Right. Right. It's hard on them to do the pattern. It is. It is. You know, you know, mentally and physically, you know, and, and they figure it out. They know, oh, we changed these in the center of the pen. Oh, we're going to run down there and stop. You know, they, they figure that out where the ranch riding patterns are so different that they can't get thinking ahead of you too much. And, and they get to go do the trail and there's the ranch training. And, you know, there's just a lot of opportunity to show and for the world show. Keep some pressure, the you world think. Show. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, you can go to the NSCA World Show. You can go to the VRH World Show where they can even do the cattle classes and the confirmation. And and you can go to, you know, the AQHA World Show. There's the ARHA World Show. You know, there's plenty of big events, and people are starting to add add some serious pot money to it, which is a great thing, and that's only going to make the horses worth more and draw more interest. And, you know, I think Daniel Patton did a great job with his IRHA security in Tulsa. Um, you know, the, the horse that won it was part of the stallion stakes and then won the overall deal. And I think it came home with 20000 Holy cow. You that's know? awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think you're going to start seeing more of that in the ranch riding, which will be, which will entice people, I think. For the versatility. I agree. I can see that because, you know, like you just said, I mean, the people can get the same way as the horses, too. You just kind of get tired of doing the same thing with, I mean, in layman's terms. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and even, you know, if you show twice a weekend at a rainy show, the first one doesn't go real great. Well, you're now you're dwelling on it for three days, you know, <laughs> until you get to yeah. do it again. You know, yeah. and, and then you, you you might create your own demons in your head and your horse and, and everything where the ranch riding you. There's plenty of opportunity for somebody to go show and work out their show nerves and stuff. And we cross screen a lot of ours. People that want to just do the raining. They go and they go to the ranch riding. They start, you know, start their year with a ranch riding show where they can go in and out and, you know, knock off the rust in the winter and school their horse and just do something different. Yeah, show show nerves is a is a is a thing. I mean, I know. I mean, I used oh, to it's show. A, yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah, you'll get in your head before you even know you're in your head. You'll just screw it all up yourself because it's a yeah, lot of pressure. Yeah. It's a lot, and and then all of a sudden you're doing things you've never done any other time, and then you don't know how to combat that, and your horse knows, and it's just all, you know, it, it can tally up fast. You know, I I try to tell people, find a process that works for you to get ready to show, and that, that's not the same for everybody. You know, I know right. what kind of mindset I have to be in to get ready to show, but that's not, you know, maybe that's not Brad's mindset he has to be in to get ready to show, and, and my process might be a little different. I stick my AirPods in, and... I listen to some little Wayne and some ACDC and, you know, get hyped <laughs> up where other people need to go sit in the car in quiet and center themselves, you know? Yeah, and no, and I, right. I ask all my people to know, like, they have to know themselves well enough to figure out what works best for them. And then, and then I appreciate it when they relay that to me so I can help them. 
You know, yeah, some people need to talk to off the ledge. Some people need to talk to the ledge. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta. You got the hardest part. Person. Yeah, you yeah, you got the hardest person part. you're dealing with. <laughs> you've got to keep everybody calm. You've got to keep the horse calm, the person calm, the show calm. Yeah, you've got to yeah. Keep it all together. <laughs> everybody has to stay calm. It means not only does it matter if I'm calm or not. Everybody else has to be calm. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I, I spoke to a customer of mine a while back. I said, "You have got to have drink." And she goes, "You know what? At least once a week, and it keeps me sane." <laughs> Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, people wonder why horse trainers drink so much. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so we don't get to the y'all don't kill anybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We can't all panic at one time and it's never my turn. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you guys, with all due respect, you know, the horse industry compared to other hobbies and sports and businesses and stuff of that matter, like, you know, you're dealing with an animal that has its own brain. So, you know, the horse industry is in a whole nother category by itself. Oh, it's yeah. not the same yeah, you're trying, as football. It's, it's tough. No, no, it's tough. And they might not have a great day either, you know, but people from, from the outside are very quick to judge what's going on, too. You know, I might be on a horse that needs to just go have confidence. And they might go, oh, well, you know, they didn't win. That horse spooked. You know, it, and it, there's just so much judgment that goes into it, too. You know, it, it's it's tough and it's tough to stay in your own lane and, and focus on your own goals and, and it's true. And keep putting the horse first and your client first and trudge forwards. Well, I think you're doing a fantastic job. I mean, you're killing Thank it out you. there. So, yeah. Thank you.